same sitter now. So on page 47, we have the paragraph, Vayomer Hashem El Moshe. Right, it's been, it's been a while since we did some davening. Um, I mean, I should rephrase that. We daven every day, but I'm saying as far as our class. Um, so let's quickly review. We talked about how davening, so much of it is a, really a lead-up to Shema and Shema Nesrei, which we'll talk about more tonight in Mirza Hashem. Um, but the Shema itself is made up of three sections. The Shema through Uvisharecha, which is a se- section of the Torah portion of Vo'eschana. The Vahoyoim Shomoa till Al Haaretz, which is in the section of Akev, that's the one right after that. And then Vayomer Hashem, Omoshalema, until Ani Hashem Elokechem, which is in the Torah portion of Shlach, which really, if you think about it, is a book earlier, right? The first two sections of Shema are Vaeschanan and Akev, respectively. Those are in the book of Devarim. Those are the second and third Torah portion in Devarim. Vayomer takes us a full chumash back to the parsha of Shlach. Um, okay, so that's right away interesting. Why are we going backwards? But really, as far as the content, Shema and Vahoyam Shamoa are very basic to the basics of Yiddishkeit. And we talked a lot about how in Shema we accept the oneness of Hashem. We talk about the mitzvah of loving Hashem, the mitzvah of studying Torah, teaching our children. All of that is in the Shema. Vahoyam Shema is again, the idea of accepting the mitzvahs and loving Hashem with all our hearts, um, with all our soul, and te- learning Torah and teaching Torah. Shema and Vahoyim Shema are very similar types of sections, and they make sense to follow one after the other. Um, and in fact, they represent the concept of Kabbalas ol Malchus Shemaim and Kabbalas ol Mitzvahs, accepting the yoke of heaven and accepting the yoke of mitzvahs. The last section, Vayoymer, is like off on a, it's a total different. The, the subject is different. It's not talking about the oneness of Hashem. It's not talking about um, love of Hashem or fear of Hashem. Why do we say Vayomer? Why, how is Vayomer connected to Shema? Why is it said as the third section in Shema? Now, to be sure, in Vayomer, there's a number of very important themes. Um, the first mitzvah in Vayomer is the mitzvah of Tzitzis, um, which... Uh, mitzvah tzitzis, which a woman is exempt from, obviously, but tzitzis is there to remind us, something that we can see, to remind us of the mitzvahs of Hashem. That's the first part of Vayomer. In Vayomer also we have another very important pasuk, where we say on page 48 on the third line, Velosa suru achari levavchem ve'achari eneichem, asheratem zonim acharehem, which literally means don't stray after your minds, uh, I'm sorry, after your hearts and your eyes that your heart naturally strays after them. And this is an important mitzvah. This is the mitzvah of not um, looking or getting involved or thinking about things that can lead us to sinful behavior. Um, and a lot of times people think that as long as I don't do an Avera, I'm okay. Like, what's wrong with just thinking about it? What's wrong with just dreaming about it? As long as I'm not doing it. And they don't realize that it's a puzzle. The Torah says, and the Rambam says it's one of the uh, negative commandments, that a person shouldn't, we shouldn't go to those places that are negative, even, and this is an interesting shaila that's asked many times of, of Rabbanim, is as far as studies of comparative religions. Many times you have someone who's taking college courses and you have to fill a course and whatever, so I'll study Hinduism, I'll study uh, different types of idolatry. Halakhically, that's extremely problematic because of this pasuk. 
We're not allowed to, in our mind, engage in areas that the action of that is an Avera. So even though I'm saying I'm not, I'm not going to be idolatrous, I'm just studying about idolatry, I'm studying about Hinduism, I'm studying about whateverism it is, um, what's wrong? But, it, but it's, it's very problematic. And in, this, in the college um, courses, it comes up as a shaila, different, you know, depending on the course, depending on the situation and the need, it's dealt with in a case-by-case situation. But definitely there's an issue when we let our minds roam in places where, as far as action is concerned, we're not allowed to be there or do that, so Losasuru says, don't go there in the first place. That's an important pasuk in this section. But really, the main reason that we say this section is not because of Tzitzis and not because of Losasuru, but rather because of the ending. Ani Hashem Mitzrayim. This is where we mention leaving Mitzrayim. There is a mitzvah in the Torah called Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim. And there's a mitzvah to remember leaving Mitzrayim every day of the year. Um, perhaps by the Pesach Seder, someone typically asks the question, if there's a mitzvah to remember leaving Mitzrayim every day, what, what's special about the Pesach night, the Seder night? Every day we're supposed to remember leaving Mitzrayim. And that's an age-old Seder table question. And there's a lot of answers to that question. Um, for example, that every day you can just mention it. On the Seder night we have to discuss it at length. Uh, say it to children. There's a number of answers. But be that as it may, there is a mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim every day of the year. At what point in our davening are we really fulfilling that mitzvah? Right here. In the third section of Shema. And that's really the reason why we say that third section of Shema over here, to fulfill through that the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim, remembering Mitzrayim, remembering the leaving excuse me, remembering the leaving of Mitzrayim every day of the year. Um, so again, to, to, to repeat, though there's other messages in this section as well, the primary reason why we say it is because of the mitzvah of mem- remembering the leaving of Mitzrayim. Which leads to an obvious question. Why is this the place to remember leaving Mitzrayim? I mean, why is it so important? Why is it so important to remember leaving Mitzrayim every day? Good question. Good question. Um, and number two, why now? Like the middle of davening and the middle of Kriyasma, now let's fulfill that mitzvah. I mean, we could have said it at any point. We could have said it later. We could have said it during benching. I mean, and we do, the truth is, we mentioned it many times to our sitter anyway. But why is this the place where we talk about leaving Mitzrayim? And that is an excellent question, coupled with your question of why is that such an important concept anyway? I mean, truth be told, we could say, well, Hashem said. And it doesn't have to have an Hashem doesn't have to explain why it's important. But Hasidus has a lot to say on the subject. And the, to make um, a, a long concept short, um, leaving Mitzrayim, according to Hasidus and according to Tanya, is not only the fact that three and a half thousand years ago, or 3,300 and something years ago, we were in a country and we were slaves and we had to be let out, but that it refers to something a lot deeper. And that is Hashem's, just like then, we were a very lowly people and we were uh, slaves physically, we were slaves emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We were not a holy people, not a moral people when we were slaves in Mitzrayim. Um, And Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim and He said, you'll be my nation, you'll be a holy nation. And then He brought us to Harsina and gave us the Torah and gave us the mitzvahs. So leaving Mitzrayim, much more than just being a one-time thing, is the story of Hashem coming to every person 
and helping us escape our own constraints and our own inner slaveries to our own um, addictions, our own um, difficulties, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. That's really what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is. And when we remember every day leaving Mitzrayim, what we're remembering is that Hashem enables us every day to leave our own Mitzrayim, our own difficulties that sometimes we're born with, sometimes we created ourselves, sometimes we exacerbated. But the, the, um, the constraints, the limitations that we put ourselves into, Hashem every day says, come, and gives us the ability to pick ourselves up over those limitations. And that's why the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, it's said right after we say Kriyashma. Because Kriyashma is when we discussed Hashem Echad, that we believe in the oneness of Hashem and the all-powerfulness of Hashem. And we awaken the feeling of love of Hashem. We awaken the feeling of devotion to Hashem. It's with this that we're leaving our own Mitzrayim. Because when we recognize that we're connected to Hashem, connected to, the, to Hashem, who is Hashem Echad, beyond anything and everything, and we awaken our desire to connect to Him, that helps each and every one of us every day go out of our own Mitzrayim. So that answers both questions together. A, why is this such an important mitzvah? Because it's not just remembering something of the past, but it's, it's the message to us every day in the present that we can leave our own Mitzrayims. And the time for that is when we say Shema, when we connect to Hashem, and when we realize it's Hashem Echad, who's the only real entity and power in this world, that gives us the power to raise ourselves up and out of whatever limitation we might be in. And that's why that becomes the third section of the Shema the section of Yisrael Mitzrayim, and that's an, an idea that the author Rebbe discusses at length in Tanya, chapter 47. Um, this idea of Yitzias Mitzrayim b'chol yoyim, the daily Yitzias Mitzrayim, um, and just like as that first one, as I said, led from leaving Mitzrayim to, uh, to receiving the Torah and becoming Hashem's nation, as we say the Shema, we're doing that every day from me. That is the ending of Kriya Shema. When we finish these last words, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, really we have finished the third section. Um, interestingly, there are in the Shema 245 words. Now, for the uh, sake of time, we're not going to count them right now, but um, you'll have to trust me on this one for now. You can always look at it afterward. But Shema until Elokechem is 245 words. Um, interestingly, the, for us, what's, an, what's a number that's of significance that's around 245 would be... 248, we have the 248 positive commandments, mitzvah sasei, connected with the 248 limbs in the body, according to the way the Torah breaks it down. So there is an interesting concept, which um, you may have heard of, or you may not have, that when you're saying the Shema, to repeat the last three words again. Right? Right? Ani Hashem Elokeichem emes. I'll say the word Ani Hashem Elokeichem again, bringing it to 248 words to correspond to the 248 parts of my body, which corresponds to the 248 mitzvahs or parts of my soul. That's if I'm davening alone. If you're davening in shul, the chazan will say that, and when you hear the chazan saying Hashem Elokeichem emes, that's for you, the extra three words. So again, this is a practical thing. A lot of people aren't aware of it. It's a practical concept. That when I'm saying the Shema alone, I'll say over the last three words. So again, Lios lechem lo lokim, ani Hashem elokechem, ani Hashem elokechem emes. 
But if I'm davening in shul with a minion, you'll notice the chazan will always finish off Hashem Elokeichem Emes. The chazan already finished quietly. Then he says again Hashem Elokeichem Emes. That's the additional three words. And he's saying that to be motzi everyone else, which is the job of a chazan. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of an interesting thing to know that there's a difference in the actual wording of the Shema when you're doing it alone versus with a minion. Um, again, when you're doing it alone, you'll say over those three words in order to get to that magical number versus when the, um, when the chazan says it in Shul. That finishes the Shema. And that brings us to the final section of davening before Shmona Esrei. And this is called the bracha of after Kriyashma, right? We've discussed in the past that the Kriyashma is sandwiched between brachas. There was two before, and there's one after. The one after starts with the words, Emes v'yatsev v'nachon. Um, it doesn't start with Baruch Atah Hashem. It just starts with v'yatsev v'nachon. And it goes until Baruch Atah Hashem go'al Yisrael. Um, and that's the final bracha of the Shema the section of the Shema, two brachas, three Shema, made up of three sections, and one final bracha, which is this V'yatsa V'nachon. Interestingly, it starts with 15 expressions of asserting the truth of what we just said, of the Shema. Right? All of the next 15 words, V'yatsiv, V'nachon, V'kayam, V'yashar, V'nemon, um, is there a sitter here with English translation? None? I wonder if they have 15 ways of translation. I'm sure for these 15 words, thank you. Um, it, they're just 15 times of saying it's true. We're saying it's true in every form. Uh, I'm, I'm reading from the English sitter. True and certain, established and enduring, right and faithful, beloved and cherished, delightful and sweet, awesome and mighty, correct and access- acceptable, good and beautiful is this for us for all eternity. So really we're saying, in simple words, this is true, and yes, it's true, and it's 100% true, and it's wonderful, and it's beautiful, and it's great. It's like... It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And we're saying that 15 times. Um, why? Because it's really, really true. There is a Hasidic vert that I once heard from a great Hasid. Um, I don't know, this is not in the commentaries of Davening, but it's a beautiful vert. There's a Hasid, his name was Remoshe Rubin from Montreal. Passed away many years ago. His grandson was my Chavrusa in Yeshiva for many years. Um, he's a Shliach in Albany, New York, in the college. We were, we were Chavrusas for years, and we got married really within a couple of weeks of each other. And then we both went out on shlichas at the same time. So I came here to yeshiva, and he went to Albany, New York, to college. And we started, we were try, at the beginning, we tried comparing notes, but it's very different yeshiva and college. <laughs> he, he, I remember he told me, he says, you don't understand. He says, the averas of your students are the mitzvahs of mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> That's how he put it. But anyhow, so, so his grandfather was this elder chassid in Montreal, who I, who I had the good fortune of meeting a number of times. And he said, an, a, a Hasidic saying about this, that we say, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. Says, he, says, he said, you can understand it by way of a, a parable or a story. So he says there was, a, there was a miser, big miser, very wealthy man, wealthiest man in town, and he was about to make a wedding for his only daughter. And it was expected of the miser in town 
to make a wedding befitting for the wealthiest man in town. Invite the entire town. Feed everyone, especially the poor. And, you know, throw a feast. But he was a real miser. And he couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't do it. But on the other hand, he didn't want to look bad either. You know, a miser doesn't want to look like a miser. So he discussed this with a close friend of his. And the close friend gave him an idea. He says, this is what we'll do. You sent out invitations and tell everyone the whole town is invited and, and have the, your kitchen working and make as if you're creating this big meal. And everyone's invited. And then at the wedding, I'll come running in and I'll tell, I'll scream, I'll shout that a fire broke out in the kitchen <laughs> and everything was burnt to a crisp. And you put up a good face that you're upset and no one can have any... Food. Any complaints? You know, you did your best. You invited everyone, and you everything. You know, you 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 went out. You know, went all out, and then you know, tragedy struck. Misfortune happened, and there was a fire. So you can't feed everyone. That way, everyone. You know, on the one hand, you won't have to give anyone anything. On the other hand, no one will be upset with you. Great, great plan. Great idea. So, and this is exactly what happened. And he he was uh, in the wedding hall, and the whole town is there, and in the house there's clinking and there's dishes and there's this. And then there's smoke, and then there's fire, and his friend comes running in. His face is white, and he says, he says, Chaim, there's a fire in your house, and everything's being burnt. So Chaim says, this is, this is going well, and he's like, oh, really terrible. His friend says, no, 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 it's really burning. He goes, okay. No, 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 I mean it, there's a fire. <laughs> and he kept on telling it. Because there was a fire. There really happened a fire, and his house burned down. When he picked up that there was a fire, he fainted. <laughs> In other words, so, so Rabbi Rubin said, he said like this, he says, sometimes we're so conditioned yeah. not to really believe something okay. that in order for us to start believing it, we have to be told, no, it's true. It's really true. It's not, it's not. This is, this is for real. So he says, when we're saying it's true, it's true, we're talking to our animal soul. Because yeah. our animal soul is conditioned not to believe. Yeah. yeah, okay, it's true. Sure, it's true. Yeah, a lot of things are true. No, 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 this is true. This is really true. This is so true. And we're trying to drill it into ourselves that when we say Hashem Echad and when we said Hafta and all the ideas of davening are, are the, the ultimate truth and not the type of truth that we could just like, okay, fine, it's true. It's the truth that has to make us change and want to connect to that. And that's how he explained that uh, Hasidic Vart, I don't know if it's his original, I hear it from older Hasidim, but that's uh, an explanation that he gave in these, in these 15 expressions. Um... Another just interesting thing that I saw is there was a time, I think in the time of David HaMelech, when they were instituting brachas, and he instituted that a person should try to say a hundred brachas a day. Now that's, it's not easy to say a hundred brachas every day. You've got to be on top of your brachas and on top of your davenings. And it's, you have a Fitbit for that. You know how they have those right. Fitbits for 10,000 you know, <laughs> steps a day, a hundred brachas. You know, you know when it gets especially complicated is on Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, you're saying much fewer brachas mm-hmm. in the Shmona Esres. Mm-hmm. On a regular day, every Shmona Esres is 19 brachas. So especially if a person davens Mayriv, you got 60 brachas. So then it's, it's, it's almost a, you know. But, but on Shabbos. But on Shabbos. How about, yeah, but how many years in washing? I mean, okay, so a, a whole meal with washing and benching. Washing is two, round to dime and hamotzi. Benching is four. Oh, so six. Four. Having uh, a bunch of snacks all day long. Six. Would get no, so some people don't stop eating, and that's not a problem. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Well, if you don't stop eating, then you have a problem. You <laughs> no, no, stop, you start, you start, Every 15 minutes, right, yeah. of course. Yeah. Of course, you know. A lot of people eat only for the brachas, of course. <laughs> um, so the point is that they, they, they came out, the rabbis came with a decree to make 100 brachas a day. So they sent, according to some Sepharim, says they sent out to the people and said, are, are you accepting it on yourself? And they answered with this statement. Yes, we accept it, and it's true, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful. And here's something interesting. If you look at the wording, you'll see there's 15 words that start with the letter Vav. If you look, V'yatsiv, V'nachon, V'kayim, V'yashar, V'nemon, V'ov, 15 expressions of saying it's true. And then it says, Hadavar Hazeh. The truth, true, 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 this thing. Now, here's a little gematria. Vav is six. Right? What's 15 vavs? What's 15 90. times 6 is 90. Hadover hazeh is hey and hey is two hays is 10. That's 100. So the 15 vavs and the two hays is the 100 brachas. What? <laughs> that's the 100 brachas. And he said, we are accepting upon that. ourselves. I don't know if that's what we're supposed to the, the, think when no, we're saying that. But initially, where that came from okay. is they said that this expression, yes, the accepting the hundred brachas. Yeah. This was their form of acceptance of the hundred brachas that they said on that right. day. No, no, not that when you say this, you fulfill the hundred brachas. No, but that, that we accept that we're going <laughs> to do the hundred brachas. Right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So that's just an interesting thing that it says in Sforim. Um The rest of all of this, the Alorishonim and the Ezras, Finishing with the last Shira Chadasha Baruch Hashem Gol Yisrael is primarily thanking Hashem about the Geulah of Mitzrayim and Kriya Samsov and the miracles of that time. Really, it's a continuation to the third section of Shema because we just discussed that the third section of Shema is there um, primarily to fulfill the mitzvah of remembering Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So this last bracha is focusing on that on that geula and all of the miracles and wonders that Hashem did during that geula and that led to the Kriya Samsuf and the great miracles and wonders of that. Um, and finishing with the last paragraph before Shimon Esrei of Shira Chadasha, the new song, Shibchu Geul, that those that were redeemed sang, L'shim Chagodl to your great name, Al Sfas Hayam, on the banks of the sea, which, is the, which was, of course, the Az Yashir. Right? Um, they all accepted Hashem's kingdom, Hashem Yimloch Lo'olam Vad, which we say in the Az Yashir, Hashem will be king forever. Baruch Atah Hashem Go'al Yisrael, we thank Hashem, the one who redeemed us. And that's how we finish the final bracha of Kriyashma. So if you think about it, we're, there's really three brachas for Kriyashma. I said there's two before and one at the end. And let's think about, in, like just as we conclude here, um, in bullet form. What's the basic idea of each bracha? So the first bracha of Kriyashma was about how the, the angels are praising and talking about the greatness of Hashem. Kadosh, 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 Hashem's greatness and Hashem's holiness and Hashem's accomplishments and does and creation. And so. so the first bracha was the, the greatness of Hashem. The second bracha was Avas Olam Avtanu, Hashem's great love for us. The greatness of Hashem and Hashem's love for us. Then... We said the Shema, and then we talk about what Hashem actually did for us. He took us out of Mitzrayim, and He split the sea, and He uh, decimated our enemies. And as we discussed earlier, it's not just about what Hashem did three and a half thousand years ago, or almost. It's about that Hashem today will help us go out of our Mitzrayim. And Hashem, so Hashem's love is not in the abstract. Hashem's love is in a way that He's there for each and every one of us 
and we say it's true and we accept and we understand that he's there enabling us in whatever situa- situation we are to raise up and raise and go out of our own Mitzrayim. And not only go out of our own Mitzrayim, but it, um, the leaving of Mitzrayim um, actually um, become, uh, climaxes, if you will, by Kriyas Yamsuf, which is when A, our enemies are destroyed, we have our internal enemies that have to be destroyed and that Hashem can destroy and does if we, if we help. Um, but more than that, Kriya Samsuf was, as we discussed at a different class way back, the idea of that which is concealed coming out in the open. The sea breaking open. The sea represents that which is covered over. And all of us have so much goodness covered over inside of us. And Hashem helps us open that up and reveal our innermost good and our innermost strengths. So as He's destroying our negatives, He's also bringing out our positives. And that's Yitzias Mitzrayim, leaving the, our limitations, destroying the negative forces within us, and revealing the positive within ourselves. And with that we finish Baruch Atah Hashem Goal Yisrael, the one who redeems the Jewish people, redeemed in the past, redeems present, and will redeem in the future. That ends the entire section of Kriyashma, and brings us to really the high point of Dominic. Can I ask you a question? Yes. We talked about for women, you know, the limited, the minimal requirements, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the brachas of Shema, mm-hmm. okay, when we talk about the minimal requirements, the before, you have to do the before Shema and the after, like, that's minimal? There's a lot of levels in minimal. Okay. Right? Because there's minimal if I only have two minutes, there's minimal if I have ten, and minimal if I have twenty. Okay. Like, uh, there's the Shema itself. Right. Is before the brachas. Okay. The Shema is more important than the brachas. The Shema is the actual mitzvah of Shema. So if I don't have time so for the brachas, I would, I would say the three paragraphs of Shema. Right. Yeah. Um, interestingly, if I, for a woman, if she only has time for a little more, I would say the last. Yeah. The last brachas after that. Yeah. And lead into Shemon Esrei. So I would start from Shema with the bracha after Shema leading into Shemon Esrei. Right. Before the ones before. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And for, for a number of reasons, um, I'll give you two. One is because the last bracha leads into Shemon Esrei. Um, really, the Baruch Atah Hashem Goal Yisrael that Hashem redeems us is supposed to lead directly into Shemon Esrei. We're not supposed to make any type of a hefsik there. So this bracha, in addition to being a bracha of Shema, is also a direct lead up into Shemon Esrei. And also because this bracha is very much about leaving Mitzrayim, which a woman has the obligation, just like a man, to remember leaving Mitzrayim every day. Okay. So therefore that bracha would take precedence over the earlier ones if that's necessary. Okay. okay? So as I said, this is going to bring us now to the high point of davening, the holiest part of davening, and the essence of davening. The halachic essence of davening is the Shemona Esrei. Um, Kabbalistically, is definitely also the high point of davening. Um, we discussed about the rungs of the ladder. Shmon Esrei is the highest rung. And I believe we will do that next week. So next week is Shmon Esrei. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. Can you stand that up? I do. Do you, do you receive the WhatsApps that I send you?